Colossians 1.14, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now, this is a really small verse, but it is packed with goodness for us. In whom is talking about the beloved son in verse 13. And so in the beloved son, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So what is this idea of being in Christ? The, the phrase in Christ is all over scripture. And I love how uh, Dr. Tony Evans, a uh, pastor, he describes it. He writes, I love cream in my coffee. I never drink my coffee black. Whenever I pour myself a cup of coffee, I always add the white cream and mix it together. At that point, a union has occurred. I once had black coffee and white cream, but now I have brown coffee. If I take the coffee with me into my office, the cream comes too. If I take the cream with me into my den, the coffee comes too. Nothing can separate these two once they have been joined. And our union with Christ isn't something where now everybody, every individual Christian is now part of Christ. So where we go, Christ goes. Where Christ goes, we go in the literal physical sense. But there is a unity that has happened through faith in Christ Jesus to where now we can say we are in Christ the way that cream is in coffee. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm thankful to Robert Peterson uh, in the book, The Deity of Christ. He points out the, the way that because we are joined to Christ, we are also joined to him in some different ways that we're going to see later in Colossians. Uh, we're with Christ because we are in him. In Colossians 2.20, we're with Christ in his death. In Colossians 3.1, we are with Christ in his resurrection. In Colossians 3.3, we are with Christ in his ascension to heaven. In Colossians 3.4, we are with Christ in his second coming. If you go out of Colossians, in Ephesians 2.6, we are with Christ on the throne of heaven, waiting for that second coming. And so, in Christ is a rich, beautiful doctrine. It's a rich, beautiful thing to believe in. Because the truth of it is that because we are in him by faith, we have all of these things. And in Colossians 1.14, we specifically have redemption. And th this idea of redemption is, is a purchasing. And so you think, uh, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to redeem this gift card. Or I'm going to redeem this coupon. Uh, it, it's a purchasing idea. And so we saw in verse 13 the idea of transferring us from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. And, and it's in that son we have a purchasing. So there was a purchasing that happened when we were transferred from darkness to light, from darkness to the son's kingdom. And the purchasing here is the idea that we had a debt a debt of sin that kept us bound in the kingdom of darkness. And Christ paid that debt. And it, uh, as he paid it, he forgave our sins. And we'll see in Colossians 2 uh, verses 13 to 15, the, the redeeming from bondage is rooted in a satisfaction of justice that Christ took upon himself when he substituted himself on our behalf. And so in Christ, through faith, we have redemption. And it's the forgiveness of our sins. So how can we pray in light of this passage? We can, we can thank God for our unity 
with Christ. God, thank you for your initiation of my unity with the beloved Son, that through faith I am now in him, so that what is mine is his, and what is his is mine. So I thank you that that my sin was put upon Christ, and all of the promises of God are now yes for me because of Christ's death and resurrection and because I'm united to him in those things. So God, I thank you for this unity. I thank you so, so much for redemption and for the forgiveness of my sins. I pray for others that do not yet know you, that they would come to know you and be redeemed and transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son. And that's Colossians 1 verse 14.